Kristen, can we just talk about gray hair for a second? James, I know when you ask that question that you actually literally mean a single gray hair. Yeah, that single gray hair on Meghan Markle's beautiful, perfect head that Marie Claire felt compelled to write an entire story about. (laughs) And I know the intent was to show that Meghan is also human, just like you and I, but come on, Marie Claire. Oh, God. Yeah, I think they're reaching. And the fact is that Meghan Markle is not just like the rest of us. She's way better than all of us. And so is Prince Harry. And that's why we're hosting this show. Yeah, and it's not like we would do an entire episode dedicated to, like, A messy bun, for example. Speaking of which, shall we get ourselves into this week's show? (laughs) Let's do it, yes. I'm James Barr, a ginger royal-loving Harry fan in the UK. And I'm Kristen Meinzer, a lifelong royals enthusiast here in the US. And you're listening to When Meghan Met Harry, a royal wedding cast. In each episode, we examine the latest news about the wedding, we do a deep dive into a pressing issue about the royal couple, and finally give our predictions for what we think will happen at the wedding itself. May 19th is so close, guys. Yes, and what's going to happen at the wedding? We'll just say it at the top. Spoiler alert, magic. All right, should we get to this week's headlines, James? (laughs) Yes, I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) First up, The Guardian tells us Prince Harry and Meghan have asked that their wedding guests donate to one of seven chosen charities rather than give them gifts. A Kensington Palace spokesman told them the couple have chosen charities that represent a range of issues they are passionate about, including sport for social change, women's empowerment, snap snaps, uh, conservation, the environment, homelessness, HIV and the armed forces. And we're so happy about this. Just love it. Just love it. Because this wedding is the wedding that keeps on giving. They're giving not only love to us and the world, but now they're giving back to the world in a major way that helps thousands and thousands of other people, helps the planet and so on. And it's hard not to just feel all shivery and excited thinking about how they're taking their love and giving it back to all of us in this way. I just love it. Also, they already probably have everything. Yeah, don't they probably have everything they need to? Yeah, they don't need a kettle or a microwave or a set of silver spoons. (laughs) They could easily buy everything they want themselves anyway. So it's great to see they're expressing their passions and helping others on their big day. Yes, I I just love it. And plus, if this wedding is going to have the wealthy, powerful people that we think are going to all be there, they're probably going to rake in a lot of dough for these causes. So that's just fantastic. Next up, fear not, Meghan and Harry have not disappeared from the oh, spotlight and gone into hiding until their big day. I know, yeah. thank God, what would we yeah, do? Yeah, because that whole um, Easter that thing, notion. remember, like, they were not around yeah. at Easter this year at the Queen's Easter party? Yeah, we were kind of worried about that, but they've been photographed out and about at their ninth public event together. It happened last week. Elle magazine reports they were spotted at the Invictus Games team trials in Bath. The trials were held at the University of Bath Sports Training Village. Of course, the Invictus Games are one of Harry's own initiatives, and their mission is to use the power of sports to inspire recovery, support rehabilitation, and generate a wider understanding and respect for wounded, injured, and sick servicemen and women. Ugh, just love, just love the Invictus Games, and of of course, one other thing that I love about the Invictus Games is that the first time that Megan was officially out and about with Harry at a real event where they held hands, where they were cuddly together, were those Invictus Games last year where she wore the famous ripped jeans. Yeah, remember the ripped jeans? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but th- this <laughs> most recent Invictus Games planning, though, this most recent one, she was wearing kind of more athleisure kind of they almost look like yoga pants did you see that yeah i love that actually i think but also like it's just so nice that they've kind of gone back to where they started oh 
Yes, I love it. I love it. You do you, yeah. Megan. You do you. You always look great. <laughs> <laughs> We've now also learned that the wedding will have its own signature scent. Oh my god, I love this story. Love the this cut story. reports that Florist London, a luxury fragrance house which holds a royal warrant from the Queen, has designed the perfume. And this is my favorite thing about it: it's unisex. Yes, thank so, you. So that's so Megan and Harry. It's so Megan and Harry. Isn't that perfect? It's a warm, citrusy scent, which was inspired by a perfume called Bergamotto de Positano, which was created in memory of a romantic love story involving a man leaving his Italian coast home to marry his British oh, wife. Can you relate to that? Because Meghan oh, Harry again. definitely shivers can. Shivers again. I know, right? That is such a beautiful thing to use as inspo, like a man leaving his coastal home to marry his British wife. And that's exactly what Harry and Meghan have done, but in reverse. While you may not be making bespoke perfumes for all of your events, this is apparently a thing for royals. Florist London also made a signature scent for Wills and Kate's wedding called Wedding Bouquet, and they make a perfume for the Queen every year on her birthday. And if you're excited to start spraying this all over yourself in your home, Don't get your hopes up. The cut says this will likely be part of a private collection and thus won't be released to the masses. However, the fact that we just know that it's unisex and it's citrusy, I you know, I think we can we can just wing it at home. We can wing it. We can totally do that. We can just buy a citrusy Febreze. And finally, we're just going to melt into a gushy mess again. I might cry. Get me a tissue. Lifetime's released a new trailer for its TV movie about Meghan and Harry. Oh, my God. It is so good, too. And you might recall the last one, there's very little talking in it. It's mostly them just looking at each other and falling on the bed together and saying that they love each other and so on. But this one, we actually get some other members of the royal family in this, most notably, Kate and Kate. <laughs> Kate's like a wedding advisor or something in this. It's so, it's funny. so funny. It doesn't make any sense. She calls Harry a Peter Pan. She tells him that, quote, marriage isn't so bad. <laughs> Which, what kind of wedding advisor are you? That's not very convincing, Kate. I can't believe that. Yeah, it's just like his life coach or something. I don't understand that at all. Marriage isn't so bad, <laughs> inferring that it is a little bad. My favorite thing is Harry's passion. Can I do yes, my impression yes, do it, do of it. Harry in the trailer? To hell with tradition! <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's like the best line ever. God. I cannot <laughs> wait until May 13th. I'm totally live tweeting it out. I don't know how I'm going to see it in the UK. I need a stream of that in London. Oh, God. You're flying out here for the wedding, so it's probably only fair that I fly out to you for the Lifetime oh, special. Yes, come back. This is going to be really important. <laughs> it really is. All right, guys, that's it for this week's headlines. And now something Yay. very special. We're starting a brand new segment. We're so excited in these final weeks before the wedding in which we'll dish on all things wedding style that's fashion etiquette accessories entertaining decor and everything else and helping us with this is a real authority please welcome jamie cuccinelli associate digital news director for brides magazine welcome jamie hello hello. thank you for having me guys all right so we're gonna start off today with this great question we got from one of our listeners Mm -hmm. named taylee taylee is planning a royal wedding celebration like all of us obviously and writes I'm wondering if you guys could recommend any awesome crossover drinks and snacks that might be good for the occasion. American liquor in a British drink or vice versa, royal invitation styles, etc. Great question, Jamie. What do you think? Well, um, as long as cocktails are concerned, I think gin is a pretty quintessential British drink. Yes, you are. My gin drinkers. My language. Queen Lizzie would be up for that as well, I think. For sure. I mean, Oak Tavern and the Queen Charlotte Pub even came up with a royal wedding 
uh, special gin brew. Ooh. Ooh. Is that available here in the U.S.? <laughs> it is not. Darn it. it. Darn I know. It. I know. I am considering flying out to the U.K. just for this gin. But gin is a pretty quintessential, you know, British liquor. So it's super easy to kind of put an American spin on a gin cocktail. You could bring in um, California berries. Oh, yeah. And kind of make a jazzed up gin and tonic by either using a berry simple syrup or even just putting some of your favorite berry jam into a cocktail shaker with some gin and pouring it over tonic water and ice. Mm. You can even freshen up a gin cocktail with a little California twist with some cucumbers. Oh, yeah. So just like cucumbers really good together. I know. I just (laughs) love those together. And of course, you're serving any of this in a Teapot with some teacups, you know. Shut up. No, a teapot? Of course. (laughs) Preferably the official Royal Wedding China, but I mean. Of course. Of course. But it's like 20 pounds to ship that to the U.S., so I understand if you just use whatever you have on hand. Coffee mugs. Coffee mugs. That's very American. You know, you could just pour some vodka in a teacup and call it a day. Oh, the queen would love that. I'm sure that's what the queen does. (laughs) And as long as the food is concerned, because you don't want to just be drinking vodka out of a teacup all day, it's going to be a long day. Yes. I mean, well. I mean, I'm down. Okay, sure, sure, sure. We need to layer the stomach a little. Of course. Um, if you're, you know, from the U.S., it's going to be an early morning. So tea and biscuits, tea and small cakes, things like that. But as the day wears on, you could do like a spin on fish and chips and do chips and fish tacos. Oh, that's so good. Because then you're bring bringing it, the California bring in a little California Megan. influence. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Love that. That mm-hmm. sounds fun. And Megan also really likes Asian food. She's mentioned in interviews before that she likes Asian food. Mm-hmm. Do you have any suggestions for Asian food that might make sense? Like a California Asian London mashup of foods? I mean, we could, of course, do like a California roll, which would be really cool. I mean, Mm. finger foods are ideal just because of how easy they are. You don't want to be, you know fiddling around in the kitchen while Eugenie is like revealing her hat. Oh, yes. You know, we're so excited. Don't want to miss that fascinator. No, no, no. California rolls, dumplings are our really good options. And because we're having two receptions, the first reception is expected to be, you know, very canopy type thing. That's what Will and Kate had. They had around 10,000 canopies. Whoa. All were very pretty British themed, like Yorkshire puddings and things like that. But I expect that these will have, you know, a California flair to them. Oh, I hope so. I hope, I hope so. so, too. I really want to see the mashup of both of their cultures mm-hmm. at this. And, you know, for those of us in the States who are celebrating, I know that having the two cultures meld together will just it'll make it more fun that way it will we're marrying these two people we're marrying these two cultures we're marrying these two nations there's a lot of weddings going on (laughs) yes 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 absolutely all right and then of course the last thing here that we want to talk about with you jamie how should we decorate for this? I mean, should we just do Union Jacks and U.S. flags if we're throwing a party like this? Are there other things we should be trying to do to make it seem more wedding-like? What would you suggest for people who are throwing a party? Oh, please, go all out. I want cardboard cutouts of the Queen's Guards. Oh, I want, yes, yes. I want Union Jacks. I want American flags. I want this to be, you know, the party to end all parties. So you're saying no need to be subdued about this. We don't need to worry about being classy. Just 
amp it up is what you're saying. If you can rent some corgis, rent some corgis. Oh, yes, yes. James and I love that. I wonder if you can actually rent them. Corgi rentals. I mean, I've rented... I'm just Googling that now. I've thrown a bachelorette party before where I've rented puppies, so... No. It is possible. Oh, my God. Oh my god! Oh, we are living in a magic time. We are. Yeah, there isn't. There's an app that lets you borrow a corgi, guys. It's called Bark and Borrow. There you, there go. you go. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Wow! Wow! Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jamie. We'll see you again next week to deal with more tough questions about style, about etiquette, about entertaining. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> I love this segment, Kristen, because it's going to help us plan the perfect party. It's just the best. This is exactly yes, what we need. Yes, exactly. Jamie Cuccinelli is Associate Digital News Director for Brides Magazine. Follow everything Jamie's writing about for the most important wedding of our lives at brides.com. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be back in just a moment with this week's Deep Dive. And we're back with this week's Deep Dive, and we have two very, very special guests with us today who we're super pumped to have with us, Julie Miller and Josh Duboff, who are the hosts of Vanity Fair's podcast, In the Limelight. They are both senior writers at Vanity Fair, and full disclosure, I'm a super fan of their show, and they have been covering Meghan and Harry's love, and it's hard not to just fangirl out here right now. We're so excited to have you guys here with us. Oh, the feeling is mutual. Yeah, we're so excited to be here. This is where we love you guys. This is great. Oh my gosh. Well, I I just want to kick off by saying your podcast description says you explore the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity, but really, this is literally just a Meghan Markle and Prince Harry fan podcast too, isn't it? She's our patron saint. <laughs> it is funny. I think when we, I have to say, when we started doing our podcast, I guess a little over a year ago now, it was before Megan, it was right around when Megan was hitting the scene. I think it was actually right around when they, they started dating. Is that right, Julie? I hate to say it, but I didn't think she would stick. I, th- <laughs> I thought what? there, I Julie? know, I thought it could have just been a fleeting a phase. Yeah. And I didn't know if we should lean no. in so hard. Well, that's what I was going to say is that we really covered all sorts of topics. And eventually, I think we just both became so obsessed with talking about Harry and Meghan that slowly the other topics, <laughs> we still we still mix in a little bit of other pop culture, <laughs> but it's become very Meghan, Meghan-centric. How could it not be? I know, I know. She really steals the show. All right, guys. So you're saying you don't really remember all the details of your first episode when you launched it, but we did a little bit of research. Oh, wow. And This is terrifying. In November 2016... Your first episode, your very first episode of In the Limelight was literally called Magic Markle. Yes. That is true. <laughs> I, I, I think I did know that, actually. Yeah. We, we should really have Magic Markle tattoos. All four of us should get Magic Markle tattoos oh my God. or something. I know. That would be the ultimate yeah. bonding I experience. I love that. Yeah. I Maybe love in that. London in May. Yeah. Oh, are you guys going to be yeah. in London, too? You're coming, too? Well, fingers crossed. We're hoping. We're hoping. Oh, my God. Are you all staying at mine? Uh, like you guys, we're waiting for our invitations. You know, James and I think ours are lost in the mail. We're going to have to text Megan and figure out why the four of us aren't on the list for, for the after party and such. Mm, yeah. I've sent her an emoji already, actually. <laughs> she didn't get back to me. Yeah. Just yeah, we're going to yeah. organize like an Ocean's <laughs> Eleven style heist to get in there. We'll dress up like the <laughs> DJ crew or something. Oh, yes. We did meet that one oh, DJ from idea. Brixton, who gave his card to Harry. Do you remember the, the remember first public this. outing that they went to together? We had him on the show to talk about it, actually. So maybe wow. he can hook all of us up. He should. Yeah, he definitely should. We're his entourage. Yes. 
So we have to ask you, what are some of your favorite Megan and Harry moments? And I know this is a tough question because you've been covering these guys for so long now. I have to say the interview they gave right after the engagement was announced, that long 20-minute, the BBC Where she's video. she's wearing the green dress. Yeah, when and, she's yeah. like holding him and they, and they really get it. Because I feel like what was so funny about as you guys have sure know, like covering them is so f- interesting because you don't get a lot of interviews from them. You don't hear a lot from them. So then when they sat down and there was this 20 minute interview televised with them, like you could like watch the body language. You could hear, you know, the, the roast chicken detail. Oh, yes. All, we love the roast, yeah, chicken. roast chicken. All yeah. the, I love that. I'm yeah, obsessed. me too. And I feel like all the little weird things that they kind of said and did and the details they gave, I feel like that gave us so, there could have been like a whole, you know, eight episodes just devoted to that. I don't know. I feel like that gave us a lot of material and I th- that sticks out for me. But there's so many Megan moments. What about you, Julie? I know. Aside from the messy bun, what was it when they went to, was it Scotland? The <gasps> pony the major. Pony? Oh, yes. and she was wearing a very similar like, They were wearing almost the same the, outfit. To, to the, right. To the horse. Yeah, that was so a, cute. Right. <laughs> that little pony was adorable. Amazing matching tartan. No, I, I think that too. I, I think the interview, that was good. The engagement photos, <gasps> incredible. Oh, those yeah. engagement, so sexy. It was like a perfume ad. Yeah. It looked it like a legit so, perfume ad. Like, you could feel the passion between yeah. them in those photos where it's like, whoa, it's so, you too. It's so funny because I thought like the William and Kate ones never had that kind of movie star. I mean, she is a movie, she's an t- actress, so I feel like it had that vibe to it. Right, she brings a certain gravitas. She knows, she always knows where the camera is. Yes. Just to go back to what you were saying about Wills and Kate, it's a different kind of thing they have, not just in the engagement photos, but how they present themselves at public events and so on. Do you guys notice that all the time like we do? Agree. There's a sense of fun. They don't have as much, I guess, responsibility because Harry isn't in... Direct line. Right, right. Yeah. I, I think it also just... It, exactly. I think there's a more... I don't know. Also, maybe because Megan is further along in her life had she had more experiences Kate was so young when she first started and I feel like was getting you know it was like an eight year process I don't know this feels so different and like this whirlwind of a thing uh, that I feel like also has this other kind of like excitement or electricity to it or something right I feel like Megan has a little more life experience she's 36 she's been married so she kind of appreciates yeah I think about Princess Di she was 19 when she and she and Charles met maybe half a dozen or a dozen times before they got married and you think about Kate, she was a teenager when she met Wills. And it's just a totally different thing to be a woman who is established with your career, who has your own money. In her case, she's Megan's a UN ambassador and so on already. She had everything already established when she met him. She was not a teenager. And yeah. A lot of the people, I've been working on a thing now where I'm talking to a lot of people who know Megan or her friends with her. And a lot of them have said, like, she has that kind of independent. You know, like Lone Ranger sort of streak to her, which I feel like probably helps so much in this kind of scenario that if you've already kind of developed the self-confidence and you know how to, you know, you know what is important to you and what your values are, I think can only help with this craziness because I cannot imagine what it's like to all of a sudden have this level of attention on every aspect of your life and like have all your friends and family be harassed and just 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 all the invasiveness of what goes on when you're in this position. Yeah. Did you guys see that photo of Tom Markle? I think he was in a coffee shop reading photos of Great Britain. Yes. What did you guys think? Okay, so several of our listeners actually (laughs) wrote in about that. that. Like, we have to do a shout out to one of them. Ellen CF5, I think, was the first to write to us about that. But we've had several (laughs) listeners send us that picture and... And they're saying, does that mean he's invited? Does that mean he's going to crash the wedding? He's cramming. I think it's really sweet and endearing. And I have to say, 
years ago, I lived in London, and I could have used one of those books, especially the London A to Z. The streets made no sense to me. I'm sorry, James. I'm, I'm not putting down your hometown. I love London, but oh my god, it's okay. But I found it very confusing sometimes, and having a little guidebook would have probably helped me before I moved there. Right, right. so endearing. I'm Team Tom. I hope he figures it all out. I relate to that so much. He's just a real guy. He's a real dad. He's not some sort of social climbery. Yeah. It is, it's such a dad thing. I love it. Right. Yeah. Images of Britain. Yeah. yeah. And I hope that when he's walking around London with his London A to Z, that he's wearing socks and sandals. Oh. <laughs> Just like a dad should. He should. Yeah. He really should. <laughs> I feel like he'll be okay walking around London. He's, he's going to have security, right? Like, they're going to yeah. give him security. I don't think he needs a picture book. All right. So I have to ask some real stuff here. This is very meaty. I'm super jealous. Josh, you've met Prince Harry. I have met Prince Harry. Yeah, it's tell like the us only, about that. The, it's all it's all been downhill from there. <laughs> that, no. was, that, that was the peak, and I don't really have any point of living now. Um, I met him before Megan. So for Vanity Fair, they sent me for uh, it was a piece I wrote for the website, and I went down to Florida because there was a polo match. Gosh, one it must have been about three. It was it was before. I guess it was he was single at the time. I know that. So it was after he had broken up with Cressida, but he had not yet started dating Megan. And it was in I guess like April or May. And it was this polo match that he was going to be playing in. And then there was a reception afterwards. So it was pouring rain, thunderstorms, but no one cared because everyone was there to see Prince Harry. So you were willing to put up with whatever weather was going to be thrown your way so you could get a glimpse and you know your Instagram photo of him. And he played in this polo match, and he. I think scored the winning goal, of course. And then afterwards, there was this big dinner and we all kind of got to hang out and people were, you know, drinking and talking. And it was, you know, a very kind of loose atmosphere. And you would think he would be very protected at this kind of thing. But I was always, I was guess I was surprised that he was sort of walking around. He also, a lot of his friends were there. He was chatting with different people. And I was sort of near him. So I went over, you know, to say hello. And then I wrote for Randy Fair. And we chatted for a few minutes and he was so normal and friendly I guess is sort of how I would put it like he just he was very easy to talk to and I was obviously a little you know you're talking to Prince Harry this is a royal uh is on a different plane but we, he made a joke about there was like some sort of auction that had taken place and he made some joke about it and uh you know I'd asked him about like how if he was tired and I asked him some silly questions about being like tired from the match or like what you know how it was playing and he was like just very funny and sweet and you know charming and he was like, you know, hanging out with his friends, having a beer. Like, you know, it just was a very relaxed guy in a, in a way that you wouldn't necessarily assume Prince Harry would be in this setting. So it was very cool to meet him. And he was really, really nice. And I don't know, it was, it was interesting to see that he just kind of was a dude who was like, you know, walking around, hanging out with his friends. And you could totally imagine Megan and him just like out at a bar doing something. You know, like, he has that. It had that kind of like loose quality to it. So it was very fun. It sounds like the lead up to a romantic comedy. Like you set eyes on him. It's raining. This polo match. I yeah, can't even imagine. I wish. I'm going to take Megan out and we'll see what happens. Oh, he didn't mean that, listeners. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. did not mean oh that. Oh, my gosh. No, mean that. no. <laughs> Although, I mean, James has kind of hinted before that he wouldn't mind just having Harry yeah. to himself. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Harry and I are pretty close. So you'll have to take Tom if you're interested in, in any of the... <laughs> I'll take Tom. <laughs> We're going to have a fun day on the town. What do you guys see as the difference between covering celebrities in Hollywood versus our beloved royal family? There's just, to me, a fairy tale magic about covering the royals. There's so much tradition, history, which I think is part of what makes a royal wedding so fun. There's like an indescribable quality. Also, it doesn't seem as manufactured publicity-wise as yeah. the whole Hollywood celebrity element. 
I was going to say that I feel like covering Hollywood celebrities now has become a lot about uh, following their social media accounts and following their, I don't know, there's a, there's a, more of a sense of what you're saying, the publicity, the PR to it, you know, wanting to be seen at a certain restaurant or wanting you to, you know, making red carpet appearances. And I feel like it's kind of different in a fun way that that's not the case with the Royals. And because access is kind of so limited with the Royals, they do so few interviews. Everything you get is a little more special. Yes. I think that's why that the 20 minute BBC interview was this amazing cornucopia of delights because you you, you get you you don't get very much. I remember when I first started covering Kate Middleton, people would tell me for someone that they've seen their her photo for you know years and years, they didn't even know what her voice sounded like. So there's this level of which they're it's on a different plane or something. It's it's, it's kind of a, it's fun to talk about them. And it's so crazy that Megan is from that life because we see we know so much of her. There's so many scenes in Suits that we can watch back, and it's really strange thinking of her like as moving away from that into the royal family now. Yeah, I know. I'm dying to know whether any of the royal family had watched Suits before before right, Megan came onto the scene. I think they did. Can't you just picture the Queen sitting there? Yeah. Who is this woman? <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely see that. Thank you so much again, Julie and Josh, for joining us today. Their show is called In the Limelight. They're writers for Vanity Fair. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. I know. This was so fun. Thank you. See you in Windsor. You can follow the guys on Twitter at Julie W. Miller and at Jay DeBoff. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back before you know it. And we're back with this week's royal wedding prediction. And reminder, on the wedding day itself, we'll be releasing a drinking game slash bingo board with all of our predictions. So everybody listening can just be drunk, cross off those predictions that are correct. Be, be happy on your gin cocktail. I think we're going to be quite wasty by the time uh, they actually get to the In nuptials. the best possible way. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love this. My favorite part of the episode. Are you ready? Shall we do this week's prediction? Yes. Drum roll, please. Dun, 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 dun. Our prediction is that Harry <laughs> will arrive on horseback. <laughs> yes, for the nuptials. Yes. He is not going to show Amazing. up just like in a car or a carriage. He's not or getting foot. an Uber. No, no, no. He is going to arrive on a horse. And as we previously predicted, he'll be wearing his military uniform on that horse. He is going to look like a knight in shining armor there to rescue Megan's heart and the oh. hearts of everybody in the world watching. Harry on horseback. Yes. Harry on horseback. You heard it here first. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> We're going to be there as well in the crowd cheering them on. So as Harry rides through Windsor on a horseback, just look out for us both screaming, yes. Yes. Do you think the horse is going to have a special outfit on? You know how that little pony up in Scotland mm. had the tartan yeah. on? Do you think this horse might have like a, something <laughs> happening with its tail or flowers on its head or something? That would be so cute. It's going to have ginger hair as well they're gonna dye its hair ginger it might or maybe it'll just be a ginger horse you can get ginger horses can't you no maybe we can make it happen or they can they can make it happen this prediction is getting out of control (laughs) no 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 no, it's not it's perfect now no we are not saying that during the procession after the wedding when they are all going through windsor together when megan and harry are finally married we're not saying that they'll both be on horses again just to make it clear This is when Harry is arriving at the chapel 
on a horse. So good. So good. It's going to be magic. I really, I really want this to happen. It is going to happen. I will happen. say, I think this, is, this one's a bit of a stretch in terms of our predictions, <laughs> but we're allowed, we're Hold allowed on, to do it. You were okay one. with Serena Williams being a bridesmaid, but now you don't, don't believe. <laughs> you have to believe in it. I, you got to believe I in it. I do. I believe. You know I believe. I'm such a believer. <laughs> um, that's all we've got for this week's episode. We're going to be hanging out with Josh and Julie from earlier on their podcast, In the Limelight. So if you want extra when Megan met Harry fun, you can listen to that too. And maybe you'll be satisfied, but I doubt it. When Megan Met Harry is produced by Her Royal Highness Lindsay Cradwell. Thanks also to Baron Ryan Dilly, our producer in London. And as always, thanks to Archduke of Panoply, Andy Bowers. Do you have any questions about the royal wedding? Please send us an email at whenmeganmetharry at panoply.fm or you can tweet us at royalweddingpod. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave us a review and tell all your Hagen watchers and Anglophiles. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm James Barr. Bye-bye. Love forever. Bye. Kisses. <laughs>